Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You are listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how you as RevOps can create accountability across your whole revenue engine to drive performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. You know what? We, we've had this discussion about how, like, I don't know if I can keep up this energy with you. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's definitely not like this around the office. Not not most of the time, anyway. So the, the, the Tony you're hearing right now on this podcast is not a regular Tony. It's, it's the microphone. It's the microphone. It's that's the what microphone. does it. The it's microphone, the, the headphones. You're that's all it. of a sudden professional. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and this fantastic music, obviously. Yeah, of course. Which we are playing very loudly all the time whenever we are starting this uh, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> You don't hear it because I am post-editing this, so you get a, a much cleaner version, but Tony just ramps up the, the volume <laughs> of this music. <laughs> anyway, today let's talk about accountability. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like, oh, I'm going to have this conversation with my boss now about, oh, you know, you're just not being accountable for the stuff yes. and all that. It is one of those conversations that I guess RevOps has to talk about, has to have, especially as they are kind of working with a, um, all of their different teams. Now, as an example here, it's much easier to be accountable if you only have a one or two person team. For example, for this podcast, I set everything up here. I make sure the lights are good. I make sure the recording's good. I make sure that, you know, we have some talking points. I make sure I show up. Yeah. <laughs> so at least you're accountable for something, but... And it's one thing to talk about, you know, a, a small project like that. But once you actually start going into talking about like, hey, we want to be get this marketing team accountable. We want to get sales accountable. We want to get everyone in all of a sudden in line. Now, all of a sudden, that accountability question becomes a whole lot harder, especially for RevOps, because RevOps just doesn't necessarily have the power of, a, say, a manager of, a, of a, like a, a CMO or a CS manager or something like that. Yep. So I think... RevOps has that frustration a lot where they look at the engine, they see things is not, you know, things are not moving as they should be. Um, they see that reaching the target will basically not happen. You know, you have this resignation happening in the first or second mm -hmm. month of the quarter. It's like, well, that's not going to work out. Um, and then there's this frustration. Why isn't everyone just, you know, working harder and, you know, doing all of these things? I've been there myself certainly many, 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 many times. And, um, Today, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about how um, how you can overcome some of that. And I think that's that's an interesting topic, especially for Revos, because the uh, and, and the reason for the frustration level to be so high, and again, maybe this is just me, goes hand in hand with the, well, you don't really have power over all of those people in, in, in the most you know benign sense possible in, in terms of like making them work harder or work longer or work correctly or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and and that, you know, goes to a little bit to your intro. You're not the manager of them. No. Nope. Um, meaning you don't have this whole, uh, well, I can just fire you uh, approach, which is kind of, I sometimes call it, that's the gun approach. And uh, the, the only thing that you as revenue operations have is um, the smile. You can only smile at people and, and, and hope and make them, you know, do what, what you want them to do, right? Yes, extremely light management. Yes. Um, and accountability uh, is, is one of those things that, you know, if you want to or if you can install them as revenue operations across your whole funnel, then actually some of these things will 
become a lot easier. And some of the signs I think that that I've seen myself and, and maybe you're seeing is, um, uh, first of all, people don't 100% know what they're supposed to be doing, not not on a, on a process uh, perspective. So usually people know what, you know, to come to work, sit down, open the laptop, and so forth. That that's usually pretty clear, but not everyone is pretty clear on the targets that they need to achieve. That sometimes is an outcome of not having targets for all of these different roles and people and teams. Um, and if you don't have that, the conversation about that someone isn't doing as expected is extremely awkward, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not the unemotional. You know, your number was 10 and the number that you achieved was eight. So that's below. Yeah. It, you, you can't have that very uh, clinical and objective conversation. It's It then usually becomes a, I think you can do more and why aren't you doing more? And, you know, why don't you work harder? Which, which um, especially if you're, and RevOps has the tendency of being a little bit more junior in some organizations, you know, not only in age, but also maybe in, in, in seniority in this sense. And uh, and I had it many times where I, as a, um, as a junior RevOps kind of person, mm -hmm. was trying to have that conversation with an account executive who's been in the job for 15 years. And it's like, can't you just work a little bit harder? And that never really, <laughs> that never really worked out that great yeah. for me. <clears throat> and um, so those are some of the symptoms you might be seeing uh, and and might be frustrated about, right? And and I think what what we want to explore today is how you can solve some of that through uh, creating accountability uh, from a revenue operations perspective. Yeah. And so before we get into some of the actual practical advice, so let's talk about what do we exactly mean by uh, accountability here? Yeah. So accountability. Um, for, for me, it means that everyone knows what they're supposed to do and that they um, understand that if they don't achieve that, that that is a negative consequence. Whether or not this is immediately you, you're being put on notice and you're being fired or something like that, that that's not what it means, but it's a uh, no pad on the shoulder uh, you know, situation, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the, the, the first step in order to achieve this from a RevOps angle is in our sense, uh, create transparency. Mm -hmm. Transparency is the first step to accountability. And then obviously we assume, and that's why we're talking about, that accountability leads to performance or better performance. Right? So the first step of transparency, and transparency means that um, many different people know what many other people are um, expected to do or expected to achieve. Yeah, basically that might mean that generally people know that you as an SDR need to create 10 or 12 opportunities a month. Um, or at least your teammates know that that's your expectation. Uh, or for an AE that might be the expectation. And so forth. And and then we're going to we're going to stick in a lot of sales examples in the end we're going to go also into like a specific marketing example. But sales is is just a very kind of easy example to talk about, right? Because it is very clear sometimes um, compared to other departments. And transparency then basically, uh, the, the way you then create transparency is very, very simple, very stupid by putting up dashboards. Yes. Very, very easy. 
Um, and yes, sure, lots of people might be working remotely and there's no office and I, I get that and then you need to come up with some other ways to do it. Um, you can, by the way, still use a dashboard. Mm -hmm. um, but really the, the, the idea is that there is a screen that hangs somewhere that shows numbers that on the top end obviously have to do with the performance of the company, but uh, supplemented and supported by, and that to a degree will also be shown on that dashboard, the individual people working towards that. So in sales, this might be, uh, you have your global target and then you might have regional targets, team targets. Yeah, great, now we know that the VPUS is accountable or responsible, and you know, I don't want to get into all of there's <laughs> There's a big difference here, I know, but you know, let's not go into this, uh, for that number. And um, then next to it, there might be a column or something like that that shows the top reps across the board. Um, so we always tried, so we're in Denmark, so we always tried to stay away from showing the, the least performers and making kind of a, a kind of a thing out of that. But mm -hmm. we basically showed the top performers, right? And if you're not on the first 10 out of 20, then let's just say you're not above average. Yeah? Um, and we did the same actually for the SDRs. Yeah? And, and for the SDRs, we did uh, both um, activity stats and we did uh, meetings booked and so forth, right? And again, here is people might be saying like, mm, you know, Tony, activity stats, I don't really agree. You know, really the outcome that what matters. Well, I, I totally disagree. Um, I think people need to be calmed on uh, the outcome and this, you know, that they can influence themselves, which is meetings booked. It potentially lesser so should be revenue, uh, revenue created for an SDR role. Um, but uh, you wanna soft incentivize through transparency, through accountability, uh, the efforts and behaviors that need to go into achieving that outcome. There might be some people that can get around it and achieve the outcome anyway, great. But um, as you might know, the vast majority of people can't, right? So we basically kind of started putting some of those stats up. Um, and and now a couple of interesting things will happen. Um, first of all, you yourself, you need to sometimes stop on the floor and you know look at the dashboard and mm -hmm. basically just you know act and um, and give it give it attention. Yes, acknowledge it. Yes, yes um, and uh, maybe strike up a conversation about this or something like that. And uh, what's going to happen? The VP sales is going to start doing that. Uh, what's going to happen is the CEO is going to start doing it. And suddenly, this dashboard becomes important for people. Yeah, you give it now. Now there's oh wait a minute, uh, transparency. I can't really fight against that because that's a, such a positive, wonderful word. <laughs> I can't really say like no. I actually want to have secrecy. Um, so now it's up there and now you don't want to be at the bottom of the list. You don't want to be lagging behind. So there's, there's this, it's a, I don't want to say it's a, it might be some psychological societal, uh, um, uh, motivation that kind of mm -hmm. kicks in. Uh, so that's step one, right? Definitely. And, and I think like to even get to that point, you need to be able to create a dashboard and, and, and create an internal company definitions practically. Every, everyone needs to be on the exact same page. Everyone needs to be working to the exact same numbers. A and we can't, I think as part of this whole transparency angle is you need to be able to show everyone that, yes, yeah, so like we're working towards this and we all understand what we need to do to get to this. I'm not just in my own marketing bubble over here, having my own definitions, having my own metrics yeah. to, to account for. So that's, that's actually a good point. So I was jumping over that, um, which really is the, in order to hold someone accountable to something, um, the one doing the work and the one being the manager, so to speak, 
you you need to you need to speak the same language, uh, obviously, right? You can't have uh, one standard be measured differently than the other. You need to talk about the same thing, and that usually then means you need to have clarity on uh, what those what those metrics actually mean, right? Okay. And I think in practical example, um, obviously, so in, in our case, we comped the SDRs on meetings held, so people actually showing up. Um, uh, but the the ongoing work was on booking the meetings, so there was always a little bit of a discrepancy between those two. Um, but the the uh, the more standard one of a discrepancy of <laughs> of metrics is the sole activity thing, right? And uh, it's like you know how many you know is it how many emails were sent and dials and all of that stuff. That's usually easy. And then they say like, well, but um, you know, I also did a couple of likes on LinkedIn. Isn't that isn't that also an activity? And <laughs> and you kind of get into that whole conversation, and that's obviously where you need to stop. But it needs to be clearly defined. Um, what what later on for AEs, for example, in our case, became much more important. Um, since they did very little self prospecting, maybe ten percent or something like that of their pipe, uh, everything else came from SDRs and uh, uh, marketing. Uh, very little partners in the sense. Um, they were basically um, supplied with opportunities to on average hit uh, their target and basically the uh, the main point for them didn't so they were still comped on the quota achievement but in between it was really about the processing of those opportunities mm -hmm. uh, you know what's the conversion rate how long time does it take uh, what's the average sales price if they were beating the model on one or two of those things they were able to go above target and get a, a massive commission check based on that, right? Um, so really um, uh, creating that transparency and accountability, for example, with UAEs that, yes, you will get money based on the quota you achieve, but really the input is uh, in someone else's hands to a degree. So really what we're going to try and manage and compare you guys on is actually the processing of open opportunities to close one opportunities, right? And again, that's an accountability thing you can bring in. This is also a piece that over time, RevOps can educate the VP of sales and so forth on. And again, many different ways to define conversion rate, many different ways to define sales cycles and ACVs. Those things obviously need to be ironed out and cleared up uh, before you really can have that that kind of conversation. So let's start going into a little bit more into the actual target setting. Yep. Uh, so, so how would you kind of start approaching that? Uh, where where would you kind of start? So in a more boring sales context, and we're going to talk about marketing actually here now in a second, um, you basically want to create a situation where if you have a VP of, let's say outbound, VP of SDRs, something like that, uh, they have a target of a thousand opportunities um, to be created in a month or in a quarter. You basically want to then have two directors that, you know, in combination add up to the thousand or maybe even a little bit more, you know, to have a buffer. And then those directors, they want to have enough managers that carry that target up. And then those managers want to have enough SDRs to get them to target. And that is, that is a, that is a logic that holds absolutely true. Everyone agrees with it. And it's like, yep, that's how that should be working. What sometimes puzzles me is how that logic is being thrown out the window for other parts of the funnel, for example, marketing. Yeah? Um, and the reason why it's so uh, standard on the sales and SDR side is because you will have an SDR that um, needs to create a certain amount of opportunities 
that, you know, as a team then gets to the manager, as a manager team gets to the director, and as a director team gets to the VP. And you basically have for every single step in this pyramid, for every single step in this funnel, you have one person accountable for one specific thing to be achieved. As a sum, it achieves the whole thing, but you know, as, as individuals, there's very clear accountability. And if someone is falling off that track, if someone is only doing two or three or four or five opportunities, that will be, uh, that, that hurts across the whole permit. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't hurt across the other manager to the side or the other SDR to the side. It doesn't hurt laterally, but it hurt, hurts uh, vertically, right? The, your manager will be behind and therefore then your director will be behind and therefore then the VP will be behind, behind right? And, um, that, you know, that combined with a very specific pinpointing of Tony, the SDR mm -hmm. was supposed to do 10, only did two. And Bart, the manager of me gets some really tough questions. Suddenly it's like, so why do you like this Tony guy so much? <laughs> 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 What's your plan, Bart? Yeah. And, and then Bart is going to have a PIP conversation, so performance improvement plan conversation with me and so forth. Fantastic accountability throughout the whole engine. Um, and and therefore sometimes also works extremely well. Definitely, and, and I think these verticals within this engine, I think we talked about it. It's a, it's like a relay race, right? It's like you you can't have one runner running less than another runner. You you have to be able to pass a baton at certain points because this is how this system it has yeah. to work. So we wanted to save that analogy for the marketing side. <laughs> let's <laughs> okay. Let's let's, let's let's cut this. Let's, let's cut this. Let's <laughs> jump into this though. So um. Uh, so now we have this pyramid approach for the outbound SDR side, right? And everyone can totally describe it and that's fine. So why the hell is that not fully the case actually with the marketing side as well, yeah. right? Um, in the marketing world, you have a VP or marketing that uh, owns, let's just say also a thousand opportunities mm -hmm. or a pipeline target or even a revenue target or something like that. But then usually... Um, what I see in, 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 in most marketing organizations, that target isn't really actually broken down or assigned to people around the VP or um, et cetera, right? And the, the way this ideally should work, right? You will have different channels, sure, and you know maybe there's, uh, you know, those then create different opportunities, but you will also have different steps in your funnel, you, you usually don't start at the opportunity. It usually starts on, let's just say traffic. You could even say impression. It starts on the impression level, then it goes to traffic. From traffic, uh, you then have a conversion rate to, uh, to lead. You know, we can debate whether or not that is correctly calculated, and you should, by the way. Um, then you will have a conversion rate from lead to S uh, MQL, to SQL, to SAL, to opportunity, uh, to meeting uh, book, to meeting health, and so forth, right? Um, and you will have that across different regions. You will have it across different channels in your marketing uh, organization. And if you are really, you know, if you really like this pyramid approach that we had with the SDRs, you should actually try and find a way to get your marketing organization to work in a similar way. Yeah? And all of the different metrics that are just laid out, uh, traffic, conversion rate to lead, uh, leads, leads conversion rate to MQL, MQL, MQL conversion rate to SQL, and so forth, uh, per region, per channel, they actually need to be owned by someone. Mm -hmm. They actually, someone needs to 
um, you know, think day and night about that metric. And maybe it's a cloud of metrics, right? Maybe it's not just one person, one metric. It might also be, you know, one person has the conversion rate to MQL and MQL, right? It might be kind of a combination of those two things. Um, and that's how you basically want to, you know, stack your whole funnel. Now you have complete accountability for every piece of your funnel. And now you basically have uh, something where someone will have a negative or positive impact depending on what happens around that person, right? And now we're getting to the relay. Yes. So basically, uh, if you think about it as a relay race uh, and someone is running, uh, some funnels look in a way where uh, some runners decide to run uh, 20 meters less and another runner decides to start 30 meters uh, further out. So the, what is it, the baton? The, the baton, yes. It basically literally gets dropped, right? Yep. Someone needs to kind of walk back and it's, oh, you know, that's actually where I was supposed to pick it up and then keep running. And obviously that doesn't, that that what's basically is happening in many marketing or funnels, let's just say, and it's not marketing or isn't, but in many funnels, if you now have people actually being responsible for the handover mm -hmm. and to be like, hey, wait a minute, I can't stop 20 minutes short and you can't start 30 minutes later, we kind of need to coordinate here, my friend. And now you kind of have that natural uh, uh, natural collaboration going on, right? Yeah. And, you know, the typical example is um, if someone is, uh, you know, you want to you wanna pump up your MQLs, you know, it's, 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 my, it's my usual boring go-to, but you can basically change the MQL definition. And you can then, you know, move the conversion rate and the number of MQLs in a specific way. Um, however, if you do this, you will basically create an issue for uh, the, let's just say, the, the, the relay runner that owns the conversion to SQL and the SQLs. Yeah. Because suddenly, uh, you know, maybe there's now some uh, manual labor involved. Maybe there's some people that now call these MQLs in order to convert them to SQLs. But if you have too many of those MQLs and you have only X amount of uh, inbound sales reps to qualify them, suddenly that's not going to work out. So that's a problem. Uh, and number two, this conversion rate that you're being held accountable to, you know, the uh, MQL to SQL conversion rate, it suddenly drops and someone will be barred. Why is that conversion rate dropping? You know, what the F are you doing? Um, and now they can, you know, that that usually, by the way, happens, uh, is usually unnoticed. Mm. And usually no one is responsible or accountable. See, now I did it again, this responsibility thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, but in, a, in a scenario where if everyone, every metric has someone that is assigned to it, suddenly, you know, that necessarily can't happen like such anymore, right? And now you have a conversation. It's like, hey, mate, um, if you change your MQL definition, then I actually need to increase my uh, inbound SDR headcount. And, you know, for that, we would actually, you know, need to go to the CFO to uh, to make a case here. Um, and what really is, would be the, the potential revenue impact and so forth, right? You you will then be forced to have those conversations. And, you know, as a as a worst case outcome, what I've, what I've actually have heard now a few times, um, MQL uh, division includes non-hand raisers, so webinars and, and white papers and all of that stuff. There's a really great successful webinar that's happening. Suddenly, MQL uh, count goes through the roof. Um, inbound SDRs try and work through it. Um, they basically don't know which ones are hand raisers and are non-hand raisers. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that they're so swamped that they don't get to the hand raisers, which then suddenly decreases the conversion rate of the hand raisers. Right? Um, and that is obviously complete, complete mayhem. That's, that shouldn't be happening like at all. Um, but again, if you don't have people being 
assigned to each of those metrics be accountable for the different parts of the funnel, then that's basically what's going to happen. Definitely. And I think it's interesting the fact that I think granularity has become the word of the month here. But you can't do any of this without that real granularity. Yeah. And I think the... So so for sure, right? And uh, And again, having... If you don't know your engine well enough and if you uh, assign those the ownership to metrics kind of too too loosely i think what's going to happen uh, very quickly thereafter is that people will get very very interested in uh, the more granular and detailed uh, perspectives of the metric that they own and again this goes back to the um str and activity count metric yeah uh sure calls are accepted uh, but is it is it four seconds uh, that the call needs to be connected to be called a call, or is it ten seconds? That has a big impact, by the way. Or should we skip that and only talk about dials? Actually, and, you know, make that an activity. What about emails? Uh, what about LinkedIn social activities and so forth? Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the same, you know, you will <laughs> make your have a have a tough conversation with the SDRs on activities. You will get those questions the next week for sure. Um, but uh, as you then assign someone in marketing to a funnel step and you give them a hard time about that funnel step, you know, going in one way or the other, for sure the next week they will come. Well, it went in all of those directions because of those reasons. And I'm not responsible for this. I'm not just, you know, blah. Um, and really we need to split it up like this and someone else needs to own that. And that's great. That is fantastic. Yeah. You want to have that kind of granularity and detail kind of you want to go into. What... Um, uh, what then obviously creates some kind of the complexities and the granularity, and this is where some of our software comes in. And, and you know, I don't want to go too deep into this, but uh, but obviously, kind of that's that's kind of a pain point that that comes out of this. Um, yeah. And as far as the keeping on that SDR example you just kind of showed, I think a big part of it is the accountability also needs to be given to people who can actually have control or influence over what you're kind of going at, yeah. trying to get at. Yeah, and I think if you if you if you violate that rule, so I'm just going to repeat it. If you make people accountable for something, they need to be in. Uh, they need to have the power and the ability to in you know to influence that metric. Um, if those two things are disconnected, uh, one or two things is going to happen. Uh, one, people will burn out. You know, you apply a lot of pressure, but they can't get out of the pressure. Um, or number two, people will simply stop caring. You know, it's going to be all noise and there's like, yeah, pff, whatever. Uh, I can't do anything about it. Fire me. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to have either of those two things happening, right? And, and so you not only need that, but also like whenever you are kind of bringing them up, there is an interesting aspect about like you need to kind of bring this up clearly in a non-emotional way and to be actually driven by, especially if you have, if you have your entire system in a granular motion, you can actually show how everything kind of links together and how one action will lead to another yeah. action. And, and now we're kind of getting into the target setting for, for this, right? Um, tracking a conversion rate is one thing. But again, just as me, as my, you know, 10, 15 years younger self going to this 40-year-old AE and being like, hey, shouldn't you be working a little harder? <laughs> uh, you need to have the same approach here. So think about uh, maybe you have a conversion rate of 20% from lead to MQL. Great. But is it great? Um, and, you know, what, what should it be? Um, and, uh, and you as RevOps can't just walk over to the marketing guy and say like hey listen i think it should be 22 um and then he or she will be saying like uh no uh you know get lost <laughs> and i think the um uh, and i think the answer to this is to think about 
having a very strong bottom-up planning process, right? It's yes. kind of, it's very, uh, that, that old topic again, Tony. But um, basically what, what you would then kind of achieve is you have bottom-up really means again, right? On the SDR side, how many actual SDRs do you have and how does it translate to, you know, uh, manager and regional targets and so forth. But you need to have the same approach for your marketing side and CS and so forth. Kind of all of that is the same. And on the marketing side, you basically then have, uh, we call it guardrails for the further top end of the funnel metrics that are always a little bit loose. Um, but the same as you go down the funnel, you want to have, uh, you know, targets or projected targets uh, for each of these conversion uh, steps in between and the volume steps that kind of funnel from that. Which then means as you execute the year and you have someone being responsible for a specific metric, you as a revenue operations can then just simply come and say, hey, Bart, um, your conversion rate from lead to MKL is 20%. Um, but when we all sat down in December um, to figure this whole year out, we actually said we want to get this to 22%. Uh, and it should have happened by now, Bart. Mm -hmm. So why, why didn't it? completely different dynamic, completely different conversation. Uh, not saying that Bart now is on the defense. He totally is on the defense. Um, but it's not this, uh, hey, you RevOps person thinks something or feels something. It's no, wait a minute. We agreed to this uh, you know, late last year. And it was not me coming up with this, by the way. This mm -hmm. was your VP. You talked about this. This is how you want to get to target. Um, and now I can see there's a gap. And by the way, you know, if you don't solve that gap, your VP will have a problem of, uh, I don't know, half a million dollars by the end of the year, et cetera, right? Again, the, um, uh, I mean, funnels the bow tie lays now, but uh, basically uh, this problem will be felt now throughout the funnel. Uh, your, uh, your direct manager will be hurt by it. Your director of that region or of that uh, channel will be hurt by it. The overall VP for marketing will be hurt by it. Even the VP of sales will be hurt by it because he doesn't have enough stuff to close and the CEO and the CFO will be hurt by it. And so it's really, it's kind of a, um, just as like with the SDR uh, example, it basically now kind of creates a, a red line throughout the whole funnel. Um, and uh, and that is that is very, very, very strong accountability. Um, and it's, um, and, you know, just thinking through that, think about your revenue engine and having an organized in such a way. Um, I can hardly think of any single team that I've seen um, that didn't increase performance because of it. Definitely. And, and I think as we start wrapping up this episode, one thing that I, I like to think of this whole thing as is revenue on a level like this is a team sport. And in order to be a successful team, you need to have buy-in from each and every single member. Yeah. And everyone needs to know exactly what they're supposed to do. And everyone needs to be able to have a conversation with everyone else to be like, hey, why didn't you do, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously it shouldn't be mayhem, but... Uh, once you get to that point, once you have fewer uh, people walking around a little bit, you know, with less less accountability, um, the the more your performance will spike. Um, and that's that's you know, we can say that's an assumption or that's a that's a hypothesis. I think for for many of the teams that I've been working in and many teams that I've now been seeing, um, that is that is by now actually a fact. Well, hopefully you can take some real good interesting steps into this at least having conversations with your teams and i guess this whole episode talks about how why granularity is important and why everyone needs to really be on the same page there you go bart there you go well thanks a lot for joining us again this week 
Thank you, Brad. Yeah, it was we'll, fun. We'll Thanks, see you guys everyone. next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.